0: Welcome to Have You Heard the AABP podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the 55th annual AABP conference, which will be held in Long Beach, September 22nd to 24th, 2022. And prior to the conference, we will have our AABP pre-conference seminars. We're very excited to have a full slate of seminars this year, really for the first time uh, in a few years. And our pre-conference seminar coordinator is our current vice president, Dr. Michael Capel. Michael, please introduce yourself.
1: Thanks so much, Fred. I'm really excited for this year's conference. Uh, My name is Michael Capel. I'm the current vice president of the AABP. I am a... uh, Graduate, two thousand graduate of Cornell University, and I practice just about two hours west of Cornell um, in a large mixed practice. My responsibilities are mostly dairy, uh, but I do a fair amount of clinical research uh, and a lot of teaching as well. Great,
0: and Michael is on our executive committee, which uh, is basically a, a four-year sentence. And um, uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about you know how you found you know your first year. Uh, on the executive committee and your role working with the other officers and board.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Fred. It's it, it's been a wonderful experience um, for me. As a private practitioner, you, you don't realize how much goes on behind the scenes, how much uh, people at AABB to, AABP do every day for us. And it's just wonderful to to be able to give back and to be part of that, to uh, to go to Washington, D.C., to be at some of the board meetings and just to see the machinery that works behind uh, the scenes and, and helps uh, us do our job on a daily basis. Uh, interact with all the allied players within our industry and uh, and just put our best foot forward every day so it's really been a great experience challenging for sure but but it's yes. just a great experience so far yeah and I, I want to thank you for
0: volunteering your valuable time uh, to aABP I know Michael just finished with a herd check and uh, I was on the executive committee when I was in private practice and regardless of your role within Uh, The cattle industry, it's certainly a huge time commitment. So I'm always appreciative of all of our volunteers within the organization. And I remember when I was a regular AABP member, I think every time I came to the conference, I took a pre conference seminar because I just found the education and the skills that I learned in these sessions just to be invaluable. They really changed my career, got me involved in parlors, got me involved with doing rations. just all kinds of various things. So what has been your experience with pre-conference seminar, Michael, and explain to our listeners maybe that are not familiar with our conference, the
1: value that these bring. Yeah, thanks, Fred. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. I've been in practice. I'm starting my 23rd year in private practice now, and I bet you I've taken 12 pre-convention seminars, pre-conference seminars at AABP. Um, I'm absolutely the practitioner I am today because of what I have gained from those pre-conference seminars. They are very, um, educational. They're very practical. The, um, relationships that you form with people in your class and with the small group uh, of faculty that, that are just experts in their field is just unbelievable. I think they're the greatest return or one of the greatest returns on investment that AEBP has to offer as far as uh, continuing education. And, and you really have the ability to get you know, technical knowledge, uh, communication knowledge, ability to interact with others, get your point across. And get that those skills and take those home and and apply them the very next day after you get home from the conference. So they have been a, a foundation of uh, of my practice, and uh, and I advocate them strongly to anybody who's going to ABP. Yeah,
0: and the these these seminars, as Michael said, they they have limited enrollment. There's up to thirty people that can attend the seminar. Many of them have fewer than that, and they're all approved. Uh, for eight hours per day, race approved CE. So uh, if you take a a one day seminar, you're going to get eight hours of CE, a two day is 16 hours and a three day is 24 hours. So lots of CE there. And like Michael said, uh, I met a lot of people through AABP taking pre-conference seminars, um, and so uh, really a, a great opportunity. And we're going to walk through the seminars, and we'll provide some links in our podcast notes uh, that'll give you the seminar descriptions and how to register. But we want to just do a little uh, brief recap of the seminars that uh, Michael and I have selected for the conference this year. We're going to start off with Seminar 1, which is one of the longest-standing AABP seminars. Go ahead, Michael, and talk about Seminar 1.
1: Yeah, for sure, Fred. Uh, seminar 1 is uh, is the legendary milk quality seminar. It's an absolute all-star cast from all across the United States, southwest, uh, midwest, and, and northeast. And uh, this is really where you're going to launch your uh, career in, in doing milk quality work. Uh, there's, there's basic... Uh, education on the milking system um, and how it harvests milk on a, on a daily basis, how we prevent mastitis. And then in addition to that, since we do sometimes fail and we have mastitis on farms, this seminar goes into uh, using um, uh, data and using economic decision tools to make uh, treatment decisions, not only for clinical mastitis, but also for dry cow therapy Uh Faculty legends, Daryl Knightem, Paul Verkler, Andy Johnson, Brandon Treichler, Roger Thompson. Um, this is a three-day seminar starting on Sunday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And uh, they'll teach not only computer record analysis, but they'll also teach practically how to use some of the tools that you're going to go into uh, the parlor and evaluate the parlor with. Uh, the Lactocorder Vadia, other um, digital vacuum recorders, but they 're also going to teach you just how to use your basic observational skills, which I think are equally important when you 're doing parlor work you don 't have to have a lot of fancy equipment; you can just go in there and use your basic observational skills, and this seminar is going to go through some of those uh, concepts as well so really an excellent way if you 're interested in getting into involved in milk quality work this will uh, this, provide the foundation. Uh, with some tools, so you can go home and uh, and start working the following week
0: couldn't agree more just a very great opportunity. Uh, for veterinarians to get involved, it was one of the most satisfying things I did in my career as a primarily dairy veterinarian. Was doing um, milking system evaluations and milk quality work. Huge opportunity, um, and I also think that you know having that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday seminar. If a large practice wanted to send one person to this seminar and someone else to the conference, you could certainly do that because it's earlier in the week, and you could uh, both be traveling then on on Wednesday and on we're. We're following that up with one of the icons uh, in milk quality, Dr. Dave Reed, is doing a new seminar, Seminar 2.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this seminar. This will be a one-day seminar on Wednesday, and this is an absolute all-star cast as well of faculty with Dr. David Reed, Dr. Steve Stewart, and Dr. Paul Rapnicki, and these are some of the The legends that I've also learned a tremendous amount uh, from, and I still interact with a a bunch of these uh, gentlemen today as well. Um, This seminar is going to review parlor performance and look at how uh, our industry uses reports uh, primarily from the daily milk weight system and the milk flow systems that we have. So, this seminar is going to teach you how to evaluate historical performance of the milking system on the farm, but also how to affect positive change and measure the impact of that change and evaluate the impact of that change, whether it be changes to milking protocol, whether it be staffing changes, whether it be changes with equipment settings, takeoffs, or or other things that you may change in the parlor. So it's really going to look at some of the existing data on farm that we have with the milk weight systems and the milk flow systems that are there. And it's going to talk about uh, how we're evaluating parlor performance using those systems. It's going to go through how we're going to try to optimize uh, parlor performance. Um, and it's going to use real dairies, not just hypothetical dairies or hypothetical concepts. It'll real, use real world examples and real world dairies to, to, to discuss with uh, the attendants and the students in this class, uh, h- how we can achieve these and show real world da- um, uh, examples of some of these concepts.
0: Yeah. Another, Really great one. And if you can't commit to that three-day seminar, this is an alternative. Or you could take both if you're really interested in milk quality. I think that both of them together is a nice package uh, um, um, for dairy veterinarians that want to brush up on those skills. So really excited about those two. And then next we have seminar three, which sells out. It has sold out every single year. Uh, except for, of course, the the two challenging conferences with COVID. Uh, It's sold out every single year that I've been involved with AABP, and that's led by Dr. Bob Corbett. It's the replacement dairy heifer from birth to calving, and pretty much it's going to offer veterinarian skills about how to get involved with heifer consulting. Uh, Dr. Corbett Uh, probably sees as many heifers as most people in the U.S., Uh, big nutrition background. But an all-star cast here, Chris Chase, uh, our president-elect, Dr. Sandra Godden, Mike Overton, Joff Smith, and and Courtney Halbach uh, from University of Wisconsin are all going to be on the team. And they just really offer just this holistic approach to managing from before calving, so to dry cows and how we influence, uh, uh, the success of the calf in the dry cow, but also, uh, nutritional management, um, immunological management, uh, housing. And it really, uh, looks at also reproductive management of the, of the breeding heifer, uh, and then managing that heifer after, uh, conception, uh, into the, uh, uh, Springer pen. So, One of the most popular seminars that AABP offers always gets tremendous feedback, and this is a three-day seminar. It's been a three-day seminar for a few years now when they added the housing in on it as well. Um, So that's also going to be a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday seminar, um, and uh, it'll be a really good one. So we encourage those interested in, in dairy medicine to have a look at that seminar. Uh and then the other one is also still a relatively new one with a tweak this year, and that's our vaccinology, our bovine vaccinology seminar four, Michael.
1: Yeah, this seminar started last year, and it was a one-day seminar last year with just a great uh faculty, and the the responses from the attendance were so positive, uh, and the, the thirst for more knowledge on this topic was so great that the the they expanded it to a two-day seminar. Um this has a also a wonderful uh, cast of uh, of, of uh, teachers here: um, Justin Kiefer, Chris Chase, Amelia Willems, and John Groves, um, and they uh, they're going to walk through a concept that I think a lot of us t- may take for granted occasionally, um, and don't put as much emphasis on as we can or should, and that's the concepts of vaccinology and immunology. So, day one of this seminar. Um, they're going to really just set the foundation uh, of, of the knowledge base for everybody taking this seminar. They're going to go through vaccination. They're going to go through basic immunity in cattle. This this seminar will, uh, at the end of day one, they're going to go through the wonderful document that we have that's available online on our website on uh, vaccine guidelines. And this will go through all of the different aspects that you need to think about when designing a vaccine protocol, um, all the different stressors, environmental management. Uh, considerations, uh, timing of vaccines, and it's just a really wonderful document that uh, brought together a multitude of different people to generate that document, sort of spearheaded by uh, Dr. Kiefer, so wonderful um, uh, resource for our, for our organization. On the second day, uh, they're going to actually review vaccine protocols, both on the beef side and on the dairy side. They're going to talk about different scenarios of uh, vaccine protocol development, and then they're going to look at not only sample, but real-world vaccine protocols from some of the faculty members, but also from the attendees. So this is meant to be very interactive. It's meant to, on day one, give you some foundational knowledge and then uh, apply that knowledge to, uh, to tweak your protocols that you're using back home. So uh, attendance of this seminar should be able to go back home again and apply this, uh, review what they're doing back home, and apply these concepts right away.
0: Yeah, that was a very, very, very well-received seminar last year developed by Dr. Justin Kiefer. Uh, and uh, the vaccine guideline resource that AABP uh, has developed is actually we get emails and phone calls all the time in the office about uh, accessing that document. So um, really excited about uh, them expanding that seminar. And then we have another one that's been brought back uh, with a new faculty or a, a different coordinator. This seminar I actually took either two or three times as an AABP member, but, um, it basically jump-started my uh, nutrition consulting and ration balancing path, uh, and that's Basic Applied Dairy Nutrition Seminar 5, Michael.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, Fred. This is uh, one of, I think, those foundational uh, seminars that uh, that anyone with any interest in nutrition at all should take, and, and, and I remember taking this fondly with uh, with some of these uh, faculty as well. Um This seminar has been gone for a little bit and it's come back, uh, this year with a a new coordinator, Dr. Bill Stone, um, and, uh, faculty that have been there for a long time, Dr. Mike Hutchins and Dr. Larry Chase and, uh, basic applied dairy nutrition, I think is just an essential one for any, any practitioner that's going to get involved in, um, in, uh, bringing this into their practice, which I think is a wonderful opportunity for us to get more involved in the dairies that we work with, um, not only doing clinical work, but also getting involved in nutrition. Nutrition is the core of, of any dairy operation, maintaining healthy cows, maintaining healthy transition, maintaining good reproduction, good immune function. And I think it's really important and a wonderful opportunity for us to get involved as dairy practitioners. Um, this is a Tuesday, Wednesday seminar, and this will go through basic key concepts, foundational concepts of nutrition and how we implement them on the dairy. We we'll discuss the building blocks of, uh, of how to design and construct a ration the forages that you're going to feed, the major feedstuffs that are available for us that bring carbohydrates, proteins, and all the different fractions of both of those into the ration. Uh, And then all of the additives, feed additives, fat supplements that are there, minerals and whatnot. So it's going to be very practical and go through all of these different ingredients and how they come into uh, the ration. And then on top of that, they're going to discuss how these factors not only influence milk production, but influence uh, dry matter intake, influence milk components, influence cow health, whether it be transition cow health or, or reproduction, um, and uh, and just immune status and function in general. And then they'll also talk about some practical concepts about delivering that ration, feed bunk management, forage uh, bunk management. Uh, so it's just going to be a wonderful overview that's going to provide anyone with the skills and tools they need to uh, get involved and get started in, uh, ration balancing and providing nutritional consultant services to their clients. Yeah, it is a
0: fantastic, uh, seminar, uh, and very excited to see that one, uh, brought back again this year. Uh, and then we have one that we did last year in uh Salt Lake City and it's being brought back and I'm I'm going to read the title because I love the title because if you know Mike Appley he always picks these really great titles. And the title of uh Seminar 6 is Applying Clinical Pharmacology in Practice: The Balance Between Wizardry and Paralyzing <laughs> Indecision. So that is a classic Appley title and he is joined by uh, uh Brian Lubers, Nora Shrag, Michael Kleinhens, and our current president, Dr. Pat Gordon from Iowa State University. So, a really all-star cast there of pharmacologists. But they can, you know, the point of this seminar, the focus of this seminar, is to have an understanding of where information fits for making therapeutic decisions in beef and dairy practice settings. So, this seminar will be applicable to both beef and dairy practitioners. Um, they're going to cover. Uh, Antimicrobial and Antimicrobial Alternative Approaches to Infectious Disease, as well as Ancillary Therapy of Infectious Disease, Pain Management, with an understanding primarily of NSAIDs, and then Antimicrobial Resistance. And then they're going to focus also on Interpretation of Our um, Culture and Sensitivity uh, Testing and they're going to ask people to bring cases. They're going to discuss cases, challenging situations uh, that you have been in, but from an evidence-based standpoint that has a practical and boots-on-the-ground approach. So, uh, Doctor Appley, if you know him, and and uh, uh, I've gotten to know him quite well over the last several years, you know he is really just a, uh, an incredible um, genius when it comes to pharmacology, but. His unique skill set, I think, is being able to use that uh, academic perspective, but bring it right into the practicing veterinarian shoes. And so uh, this will be another really great seminar. It's a two-day, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I would encourage you to have a look at that one. Um, and then Seminar 7 is a brand-new seminar. Uh, it was proposed by Dr. Dave Rethhorst, and he is going to be joined by Sierra Ginn. And um, uh, they're going to be talking about. And this is another neat title. It must be those people from Kansas that make these titles. But this one's called "Those Darn Yellow Cow Diseases: Anaplasmosis and Tilaria Orientalis." And uh, we have done podcasts on both of those subjects. We did a podcast with Hans Kotzilla on Anaplasmosis, and they did a podcast with Kevin Lammers on Tilaria Orientalis. So these are our uh, um, our two. Distub- major diseases. That would be your differentials if you're necropsying a cow and you see mass icterus, And so this will have more of a uh, cow-calf focus, Um, but they're going to talk about diagnostic testing strategies, herd-based treatment protocols, and control and prevention measures, biosecurity measures, um, and then as well as individual animal therapeutics, because we do have some new therapeutics for that. So really looking forward to this seminar uh, from doctor and Gwyn. Our next one uh, is another beef seminar. Um, seminar 8
1: is beef heifer development. Yeah, so beef heifer development, uh, faculty there is going to be Scott Polk. Jordan Thomas and Eric Bailey, and uh, this seminar is really going to help give practitioners uh, some tools that they can maybe expand some of the services that they offer for their uh, producers that are involved in raising uh, replacement beef heifers. It's going to discuss factors that are necessary to make sure that these heifers are reaching puberty at the right time prior to breeding and that they are set up properly to, uh, to have success throughout their reproductive program. They're going to talk about expected progeny difference in the beef herd, and uh, they're also going to focus on uh, ways that uh, and elements of a successful low-cost heifer development system. So they're going to focus on making sure not only that we're achieving um, the right heifer at the right time, but also doing it in a low-cost fashion and keeping the producer's uh, objectives in mind as well. Um Additionally, they're going to discuss ways that we can bring data or practitioners can use data um, to add value to the programs that they're providing for their producers. So, data like pre breeding exams, ultrasound. Uh, pregnancy checks and how they're going to incorporate that into the services that they provide to increase profitability for, uh, their producers, uh, and therefore increase the value of the services that they provide. Um, there'll be some discussion about incorporating genomic testing in the beef herd and also some discussion about how, uh, beef heifer reproductive management programs can be brought into and, and, uh, and added to the service package that we provide as veterinarians. So a lot of really good practical tips as well here on the beef side, preparing uh, those practitioners to, to deliver a better product and provide better service to, uh, to their producers that are involved in beef heifer development.
0: Yeah, that'll be a good one. Uh, And uh, our next one is another beef seminar uh, led by Dr. Dan Thompson. Uh, It is a one-day seminar, Wednesday. There's going to be a lot of information in one day in this seminar. And it's Feedlot Health Management, and it will provide veterinarians tools for developing feeder calf health programs. And so they're going to discuss cattle classification, processing protocols, how to manage painful procedures. Uh, Cattle facilities, low-stress cattle handling, and they're also going to talk about nutrition, um, and that's going to be all the different types of rations, from receiving rations to finishing rations, uh, various implant programs, uh, pen writing and how to be involved with uh, helping to manage pen writers in the feed yard, and then case definitions for newly received calves. And then uh, kind of at the end of the day, they're going to have a group discussion on feedlot data analysis and then development of action items uh, for your cattle clients. So veterinarians that are involved with feedlot health programs, this will be a great opportunity for you to um, just do some reviews as well as hopefully learn some new skills and techniques uh, that you can take back uh, in your feedlot consulting practice. Um, The next one, also is, uh, has a great title, Michael, uh, and it is Seminar 10.
1: Yeah, I, I, absolutely. We're going to switch gears a little bit here from, from the, the clinically relevant and the, and the medicine side to, to a little bit more about uh, communicating with uh, clients and, and, and how we interact with our clients. And this seminar's title, Successes Like Electricity. Power Flows Through Good Connections, and and you kind of just get energized listening to that title. (laughs) Um, This is a one-day seminar and just a wonderful, absolutely wonderful dynamite faculty of Morgan MacArthur and and Dr. Mark Hilton. Uh, Dr. Morgan MacArthur is, uh, to my knowledge, Fred, the only AABP member who is a a Toastmaster. And uh, uh, some people may remember his dynamite keynote speech at our 2018 conference where... uh, uh, he just engaged and excited the audience, and uh, I think he's the only uh, presenter who ever did push-ups <laughs> in front of the general audience as well. So um, Super comfortable uh, presentation style, very dynamic and engaging presentation style, and... these two uh, faculty members are just wonderful communicators, uplifting, energetic. And this seminar is, is, designed to bring some of those skills and some of that ability, uh, to, to the attendance of this seminar. So, um, communication skills are vital for us mm. in in daily ba- and on our daily basis so not only is it important to know uh the things that we know and be able to bring that to clients but it's also important to bring it to clients in the right way with the right message um and there's going to be a very interactive presentation very interactive seminar day on this day um These people have a passion for public speaking, a passion for leadership, and they're going to share industry tips. Uh, They're going to share tricks and techniques for effective communication, whether it be in a group, whether it be in a small group. Um, They're going to talk about consulting. They're going to talk about coaching people and and how to lead people. And this will just be a a nonstop energetic adrenaline day that will give you Really, a good insight on how to make more of an impact with those skills that you're gain that you're going to gain uh, the rest of the time you're at this conference. Yeah,
0: I've and I've learned a lot from both of those uh, uh, AABP members, and I know you know one of the things I've talked about with Mark Hilton. I, I talk to him occasionally, just touch base with him, and you know. As veterinarians, we often get frustrated when clients don't do what we want them to do. And one of the things that Mark is really good at is teaching people how to get clients uh, to do what you want them to do, but also to recognize what they want um, by asking questions. So uh, it'll be a really practical way for you to improve your communication skills uh, on the farm and maybe at home too, which is always helpful as well. So we'll always um, helpful, Fred. <laughs> the next one is also a new seminar, uh, and it'll be, uh, led by Dr. Greg Crosley, uh, who's a dairy practitioner from Michigan and Danielle Spackman. And, uh, Greg called me on the phone. He had this idea for a seminar, and I said, "Propose it. It sounds like a great idea." This is another area where it's an opportunity for veterinarians to get involved on the farm. We often say that uh, uh, there's, there's, we have encroachment on our licenses, and that's true. And we try as an organization to assist our members with those uh, challenges but we also have to look at the opportunities that we have on farms and where we can develop services and billable hours. And one of those areas is helping farms meet and excel in welfare audits. And that's one of the things that Greg does. He's a private practitioner. And he um, has developed protocols uh and he's going to share those with the attendees of this uh, seminar that you can take home and customize for your client operations to help them navigate various welfare audits. Uh, and this is something it's, – it's a needed service by our clients – but it's, but it's something that we need to develop skills so we can sell that service to them. Uh, and they're going to teach you how to do that. And it's really going to be a great uh, offering. It's a one day on Wednesday. And, Michael, you've done some of this in your practice, I believe, with Farm. And you're going to speak about that in the dairy sessions as well, right?
1: Absolutely, Fred. I, I think this is a wonderful opportunity for for people to integrate um, into their farms a little bit better, uh, a little bit more than just the technical services that we're used to providing. And these opportunities happen on a regular basis. It's not a Let's take my hat off. I'm not a palpator now. I'm a I'm a welfare auditor. This right. all happens in a continuum. I a continuum. I think there are opportunities on a daily basis. Every time you're on the farm to get involved in farm management, to, to see and to observe and to help and to educate and to coach and to lead. And 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 it's not an either or. This is all together. And 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 I'm really excited uh, for this seminar offering, um, and and for my presentation at uh, ABP as well. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: I agree. Seminar 12, our next one is also a one day seminar. It's offered on Wednesday. Um, it has been offered, um, For many years at AABP conferences, uh, used to be led by Dr. Ruben Mapletoft, uh, and now uh, the coordinator is Dr. Kevin Lindell, uh, and he is joined by Alvaro Garcia-Guerrera and Jennifer Barfield, uh, both of whom are at the top of their field, actively researching and teaching uh, in advanced reproductive technologies. And they're going to head off on this um, um, embryo transfer seminar. It is an advanced embryo transfer seminar. Um, and so it's, it's, um, specifically directed at those practitioners looking to expand into the embryo transfer business or enhance what they're already doing. Um, Given the continued rise in the production of in vitro uh, cattle embryos, they're going to focus on that area. And then something that's a little bit different about this seminar than it has been for quite some time is that they're going to have a, a laboratory portion in the afternoon Um, We're not going to have cows, but we are going to have microscopes, uh, and that second half of the day is going to be dedicated to hands-on evaluation of embryos, um, manipulation, and handling um, of, of embryos, so they're going to have uh, um, some current equipment there, such as incubators and straw warmers. Um, so this is going to be a hands-on advanced ET seminar. It's a one day. Uh, this is an, um, another seminar that often sells out. And so if you're if you're in that space in your practice and you want to get a little bit more advanced skills, this is a great seminar for you to take. And it is just a one day. And then we also uh, have to not only focus on our medicine skills. Uh, but we also need to practice our business financial skills. And that's why we're off in the Practice Management 101 seminar, Michael.
1: Yeah, for sure. This is um, so so seminar 13, Practice Management 101, is basically doing a physical exam on your own practice. And oftentimes we are maybe not uh, educated properly in school on how to do this. And a lot of this uh, learning is trial and error. Um, we think that we stop paying tuition when we leave uh, school, but we pay an awful lot of tuition when we're learning how to manage our practices for sure. Um, and, and this uh, seminar here is designed to, to help you understand better how to uh, manage a practice. This is a one-day version of the uh, practice management seminars that are being offered by AABP uh, through the USDA and NIFA grants. And uh, this is designed for uh, recent graduates, it's designed for new practice owners, it's designed for seasoned practice owners. So it's designed for anybody who is looking to gain uh, a higher level of, uh, of skills and acumen with practice management. Um, they're going to deal with uh, real-world data. You don't have to share your data with anyone else in the seminar, but they're, this, this seminar is based on open discussion Uh, On a whole variety of different topics, um, including potentially uh, service revenue by species, if you have a practice that sees a bunch of different species, uh, looking at uh, retail inventory and how you manage retail inventory and the profitability of that part of your business. Um, looking at bringing new service lines into your practice. If you're going to go to one of the other seminars earlier in the week and learn one of those skills, how are we going to bring that in, how are we going to market it, and how are we going to evaluate uh, the profitability of adding that to our practice? Um, so just, just a wonderful opportunity to do to, to a physical exam on your own practice and uh, learn some of those skill sets that maybe we either take for granted or, or maybe we learn too the hard way far too often, Fred.
0: Yeah, I. That's how I learned, unfortunately, which is much more costly. Um, and uh, you know, I would I want to say that I I sat in on a, a couple days of these uh, workshops when uh, I assisted them when uh, we were in Des Moines, and I was astounded. At the amount of knowledge that you can learn about managerial accounting and improving the profitability of your practice, as well as setting your practice up for uh, buy-ins or buy-outs, and so um, I can guarantee that you'll you'll really take something home from this seminar. But I also want to pause a little bit and plug the workshop that we're having here in Ashland. Uh, so Michael mentioned that this seminar is kind of a toned down version of the USDA NIFA grant workshops, which are only available to, um, uh, uh, veterinarians less than ten years since graduation. So we've heard from members that they want to be able to take these workshops and they're willing to pay for it. So we're offering it. So in October, uh, we're going to have a three-day workshop here in Ashland. If you want to take the whole thing, that's also a tremendous opportunity, uh, and that'll be just like the year one workshop. So that'll be on our we- that is on our website where you can sign up for that as well. And then we have uh, two seminars uh, on veterinary education. Uh, and the first one is pretty much for everybody and that's seminar 14, Michael.
1: Yeah. Seminar 14 veterinary education for bovine practitioners is going to be taught by a faculty of three and two of those faculty members, Dr. Pippa Gibbons and Dr. Leslie Weaver are, um, are at universities. They are at uh Dr. Gibbons is at uh, Texas Tech and Dr. Weaver is at Kansas State. Uh and then the third uh, faculty member is uh Dr. Arn Anderson who is a, a well-known private practitioner who has been involved um mentoring a significant number of students and starting practice practitioners in his practice um and being just a phenomenal mentor. So Uh, As Fred said before, this is not only for academicians and for people involved in uh, didactic uh, teaching, but this is also involved in private private practitioners or targeted for private practitioners um, to kind of help people understand how to educate, how to teach, and how to mentor. This will be a one-day seminar on Tuesday, and there'll be several different sessions uh, divided up throughout the day. There'll be an introduction to competency Based veterinary education, talking about the milestones and trustable professional activities involved in that. Um, there'll be an introduction to the Calgary-Cambridge Communication Skills Model and how to give feedback. There'll be a session on teaching and assessing clinical reasoning, uh, followed by presentations uh, with actual clinical teaching situations. And then there'll be a session on assessing methods in clinical practice. Um, taking feedback from multiple different sources and being able to provide that uh, back to people. So uh, really a neat, new, exciting concept. Uh, Again, not targeting just faculty, uh, and people involved in education, I think we have to recognize at this point that we're all involved in education, whether it's at the client aspect or whether it's bringing new associates into a practice or, or mentoring uh, students that may come through your practice. And um, this seminar is really targeting our ability to teach and our ability to, to receive and to give feedback. So exciting seminar. I'm really, uh, really looking forward to how to seeing how this uh, this success of this seminar, Fred.
0: Yeah, agree. And I'm really happy that uh uh, Pippa brought this forward. She's very passionate about uh teaching and she is also taking over our Food Animal Educators Symposium, uh, which will be offered on Wednesday afternoon. And um it is a uh a seminar this seminar is free and it's available to our academic colleagues. So our uh, veterinarians that are employed in academia can register for this seminar with their registration. And like I said, it's free of charge and it is uh, going to have presentations from Uh, your colleagues in academia, as well as group discussion. Uh, They do have uh, some initiatives that they've been working on, and one of them is development of core competencies for cattle practice, for beef and dairy practice. So I would encourage our academic members that are going to attend the conference to sign up for this free seminar Uh, and network with your colleagues and collaborate so we can improve the education uh, of that next set of bovine practitioners. And there'll be uh, a way for you to enroll in that seminar with your registration. Uh, And speaking of registration, I want to talk a little bit about the registration process. Uh, You can add a seminar to your registration and come into Long Beach early. Um, we encourage you to do that. If you just want to take a seminar, like I said earlier, and maybe send a, another member of your practice to the to the conference itself, uh, you can do that. There is a small registration fee associated with just taking a seminar. And the reason we have that is because uh, we have to offset the price of the meeting space, the AV, and the uh, um, uh, uh, uh milk breaks and, and coffee breaks that we offer seminar participants. So uh, that's what that uh, uh, registration fee is for. Um, and uh, want to remind everyone that uh, seminars are subject to cancellation up to August 12th. Uh, And if, uh, you know, if we don't have enough participants in a seminar, we do have to cancel them. Uh, We try not to cancel too many, uh, but we do offer if if your seminar does get canceled, you're contacted by the office, uh, you can it's, it's 100% refundable or we can just uh, put you in another seminar and we'll either refund or you can pay the difference in price for the various seminars. So would encourage if you are interested in taking a seminar to sign up as soon as possible so we can make sure that all of these seminars make it. And uh, just some tips for attending seminars. I remember when I was a member, I was actually a little bit intimidated because you'd come into the city, there's not as many people there, you don't know where to go. Uh, so, first off, uh, seminars do not come with food, uh, and the main reason for that, and we get that feedback a lot, is because it would increase the registration fee by $100 a day if we were to offer uh, food or lunch at the breaks. Um, and, and that is what convention center and hotel food cost for meeting planners. So just prepare for that. Um, there is at the Hyatt, uh, there's a great huge breakfast bar that has a, a whole uh, uh, Bunch of uh, quick service options that you can uh, that you can take in uh, and get coffee. We do have a afternoon coffee, a morning coffee break, and milk break and soda. And I did hear feedback on that that if you're not a coffee drinker, you want soda in the morning. There will be soda in the morning now, uh, and then we'll also have the same thing in the afternoon. Um, you'll have an hour for lunch. Uh, and there are many very uh, close options for lunch just right across the street from the convention center. There's a pizza joint. There's a burger joint. Um, so there's several places to to get a quick bite to eat. Um, and then the other thing that sometimes people get a little bit uh, um, uh, uh, anxious about is where the seminar is at. So look for an AABP staff member. We will be there to assist you, and we'll be out in the morning. But The seminars will either be held in the Hyatt or the convention center. And uh, those rooms are on the registration page or uh, when you click on the seminar description. We will also send an email out to all seminar participants giving you your room assignment. And we'll also send a text message out. So it's important to include your cell phone in there and we'll text you your room assignment uh, prior to your seminar. But in the Hyatt, you, from the lobby, you'll go down the escalators, and that's where your seminars are there. There's just a very small block of rooms there, and they'll all be there. There'll be signage outside of the room. If, the, if your seminars at the convention center, and those will be um, those Tuesday and some of the Wednesday seminars, uh, you'll just walk to the convention center. You have to go in the middle set of doors. The other doors will be locked because... Uh, that's a cost savings for AABP because we don't have to have we have to have security at all unlocked doors. So there'll be one set of doors to the convention center right in the middle. You just walk right up the stairs. The registration desk will be there. And the other thing that you want to remember is if you're in a seminar, you're your name badge and your registration pack will be in your seminar room. You do not need to go to the registration desk. It will be delivered to your room. And then if there's any uh, uh, packages to pick up the registration desk, the, the, the shopping bags, et cetera, et cetera, you can do that at your leisure. But uh, those will be delivered to the seminar room. So those are just a few tips. Uh, absolutely, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to email me or Michael or, or give me a call, and, and we're happy to help. Michael, go ahead and and wrap up here. I I wanted to say uh, that I'm really excited because as I walk through this list, nine out of 14 of these seminars are new or kind of revamped with different faculty or added a day, and only five are repeats from last year. So you did a really great job at getting this lineup, Michael. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, it takes a village, Fred, to uh, to plan the seminars for sure, and uh, uh, absolutely wonderful opportunity to work with uh, everyone in the main office there, and uh, appreciate everything that you guys do behind the scenes as well. Um, I, I just can't emphasize enough, and I'll just go back to the to the opening statement that I said, you know, said. I, I, in many ways, I am the practitioner I am today because of the ABP pre-conference seminars. They are just absolutely wonderful opportunities to interact with uh, experts in uh, specific uh, disciplines, small groups of, uh, of attendees, and uh, the conversations, the networking, the discussion Uh, Just provide you with all of the tools and all the resources, not only to learn that skill that day, but also to reach out to uh, and to keep you on track uh, in the weeks, months uh, to come afterwards. I always got the most value out of seminars when I took those seminars and then went home and applied them right away. Uh, If I picked up the book uh, from my seminar and blew the dust off it six months later, I I was far less likely to adopt those skills and to bring those services into my practice. So, um, AABP pre-convention seminars, I think they're the greatest return on investment or one of the greatest returns on investment uh, for the continuing education uh, that we provide at AABP. And I think that their ability to to help you provide better service to your clients um, and, and more important, more valued, more integrated service to your clients. I don't think to your clients. I don't think that can be understated. So really wonderful opportunity for continuing education for networking, for meeting new friends and colleagues. And, and I still keep in touch with uh, a vast majority of the people that I took seminars with. So w- wonderful opportunities. Yeah, I agree. I've
0: said multiple times that one of the greatest benefits of ABP membership is networking. And I remember when I uh, um, was sitting next to Walt Guterbach, when I was a young veterinarian and I was in awe uh, and You know, now I consider Walt to be a good friend and colleague and gotten to know him quite well the past several years. And um, I still am in touch with many of the people that I took seminars with. And that's just really a a great opportunity. And, you know, AABP, our focus has been and always will be offering clinically relevant uh, cattle education to cattle practitioners. And uh, I think this lineup of seminars demonstrates that. And I would encourage our listeners to check out the links, look at the seminars, uh, and enroll uh, so we can uh, have a great conference in Long Beach, September 22 to 24, 2022. Thank you so much, Michael.
1: Thanks, Fred. Really appreciate it. And look forward to seeing everybody in Long Beach.